Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. noted that we actually recorded this exact episode, the let's check in with each other. Welcome to season three episode nine months ago. I'm pretty sure (laughs) it was like seven to nine months ago. And the first time we recorded it, I didn't press record. So then we had to re-record it. Claire was gracious enough to re-record it. And then it sat there for eight months. I've edited it. It's completely done. Maybe someday it'll show up on Patreon. I don't know. I realized as we're about to launch this new season that it makes no sense. It's null and void. It's like a time capsule. So I was like, hey, Claire, do you want to do another update episode where we can talk about? First off, Claire McCallan, welcome officially to Crush the Podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you. Oh my gosh, you so welcome. It's an honor to be here. Claire is now joining us officially as our third co-host. Aaron currently is um, uh, shooting an episode, well, not an episode, a full season of The Bachelor. She was chosen as one of the contestants. No, I'm lying. Um, she was not. I mean, she would be. She's adorable and hilarious. Yeah, um, beautiful girl. And looks great in bodycon dresses. But yes. um, no, she is actually um, officially a director of a summer camp. It happened way back when. And so obviously leading up to the summer, then during the summer, it's just been crazy. And now they're in like wedding and event season at the camp. And so she literally like, I maybe talked to Aaron. It's a lot of texts and a lot of sending each other TikToks and, and GIFs or GIFs, whatever the kids call it. Crush the Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Networks. I'm Kirsten Lyons, and I'm joined today by my cousin and co-host, Erin Raidersdorf. Just kidding. She is currently shooting um, season 27,000 of The Bachelorette. She is The Bachelorette. She got chosen. Erin and I were like, okay, who's the one person that's basically our third co-host anyway? It's Claire. So we're bringing Claire on. But pretend it's the first day when I asked you. I and know, then I said, I know. Like, don't oh answer gosh, me. Go away and think about after it. After nine months of filming. <laughs> Um, it was a lot of fun to be part of this, this season, a lot of fun, a lot of work. It really made me, I don't know, just with the knowledge of seeing what goes into this. And I don't see what goes into it fully because I don't do any of the editing that you do or the planning, but it really made me appreciate how much work you put into this. Oh, thank you. It it, it is a lot, you know, even just like a recording, whatever, even a 40 minute episode is born from a two hour long conversation in the middle Mm. of your day. Yeah. um, yeah, it's been a really wonderful gift to be a part of, though. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, yeah. I've, I've loved having you on. It's so funny. I'm saying I loved, but we haven't even actually. This is the first episode of this I know, season. I know. So like you guys are like, what are you We're talking about? We're back from the future. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm Marty. You're Doc yeah. Brown. I don't know why you get to be Doc. You have curly hair, so it works. Um, nice. But anyway, so yeah. So we just wanted to kind of see how, get the pulse, get the temperature of how each other are doing. Plaid skirts and basic black. That's that's Marcia mm-hmm. and Shannon's. They always talk about like, what's the weather? Which I thought, I love that idea. Like your mental health, your emotions kind of thing. What's the weather? Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to be like, hey, what's been going on? What are you doing? How are you feeling? You're like mm-hmm. a TV host now. So that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, I'm in a, it's so funny cause I'm in such a different place than when we originally recorded this. Yeah. Um, this season has really watched as I go through, like I got so excited 
there's a boy. I'm so excited about the boy. Mm-hmm. This is going so well. And then like, oh, um, no, I'm sure it's fine. Like, and then it's like, skirt. Gosh, the car's on fire. I'm missing a limb. And meteor came from, from space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, it's so interesting. I just got um, breakfast with a friend this morning and she said the same thing that everyone around the neighborhood has been saying to me, which is, Claire, where have you been? Mm. We haven't seen you in so long. And that's crazy because I keep telling them, I'm like, well, I have been everywhere I've been. Like, I see myself everywhere <laughs> I go. Excuse <laughs> like, But the feedback I've gotten from everyone is that I've been MIA. Mm. And I see that. I do. Um, I don't know. I was just hurting. And I don't, I don't even know. It wasn't like there was something I was doing to fill my time. I was just living my life, working out. I do CrossFit now. I'm like a CrossFitter. Stop. Uh, that's where you went. Was, was you a, joined a cult. I did. I joined a cult. I think know? that's you just, if everybody's like, where are you going? Where have you been? You're like, I joined a cult. It's fine. <laughs> um, I don't I think maybe the CrossFit's making me sleep more because I'm like, tired. And I have it's to insane. make my food ahead of time now. It's just like 14 burgers a day. But I'm kind of, I'm finally coming out the other end of it. Okay. And I can really feel it and see it. And I'm just so much happier. And I feel myself like smiling at strangers again. And I mean, you love, the, you love a good smile at a stranger. I love smiling full at teeth. strangers. Claire always tells people on Love Life Updates, full teeth. Yes, full, full grin. Um, I'm going on dates again. Oh. Um, I went on one last week. I went on I'm one sorry. this week. Oh, I know. Um, it's the probably the biggest difficulty in coming back from it, though, is I just like never before in my life. I just completely lost my confidence. Totally. Mm. 100% just lost my confidence. You lost your confidence in, in who Claire is or you lost your confidence in who Claire is to boys or what? You, what? Yeah, probably who Claire is to boys. But okay. that, unfortunately, is probably something I put too much. uh yeah weight in anyway so it felt like a larger issue yeah yeah yeah, but I really and I said this to him and I've explained this to my friends and I know this is so uncomfortable for people to hear but like the experience made me feel so unattractive what wait why would that be uncomfortable for someone to feel here I don't know I feel like people you know because we're in this age of body positivity and like no you're perfect and I'm like no no no, for sure for sure I'm created by a yeah, but I don't God, think it should be but... to- toxic body positivity, right? There's like yeah. two there. To- I think body positivity, hopefully in the healthiest way is loving who you are and loving who God created you to be. But the right. toxicity of it is not acknowledging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just an interesting experience having to rebuild that confidence. After Are you this- in touch with him at all? No. Okay. I didn't think so. I see him around and we're really kind to each other and that's good. We tried to stay friends for most of the summer and I think that's where I ended up really hurting myself. Yeah. Totally. Um, that was the wrong choice mm-hmm. on my end. Mm-hmm. And I really, really, I hurt myself through that process and uh, it's a learning experience. I think a lot of um, listeners, and- I mean, I've been there and I think a lot yeah. of listeners will appreciate that you're saying that. It's so interesting yeah. because our first uh, episode with a guest this season will be come out next week. And it's um, Chanel and it's so fat. I'm just editing it for whatever reason. I edited other episodes before I edited hers. I think, cause I knew it was really long. We were, yeah. we recorded for like over two hours. So I think it was like my, my body was like, I don't, I, this is going to be so long. To, but I, it's actually so fun to um, edit, but we talk a lot about what you're talking about right now, which is like 
sometimes sharing those hurts are just so good for other people. I'm not saying you share it right in the moment because I think that's not healthy, but I think you saying this is going to be really helpful for people. I hope so. And, you know, it's so funny because we started the season by interviewing Chanel, who was, you know, just kind of an internet friend slash real life stranger for us. And then full circle, I actually ended up posting her in my home like two weekends ago. I know. I saw pictures. Isn't that funny? So now we're real life friends. Oh, and someday, Kirsten, you and I are going to meet. <laughs> we almost met. We almost met in Boston like a month and a half ago. Or wait, almost two months ago. No, I guess it was like, a, I don't know, whatever. We almost met and then it didn't happen. And it was really sad. Stupid um, Cape Cod, Boston traffic. Freaking Cape Cod. But yeah, the, the confidence rebuilding, I think it's a valuable experience to have to rebuild mm. in any aspect of your life. And right now, this summer has been a time of rebuilding for me. Mm. And maybe that's why I've been MIA from everybody. Mm. But I think it's been super valuable and hard won. And I'm feeling good again. How are you? I'm about to get my period. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I, I think I saw that. I got to look at my calendar. It has been a very weird year. Like a very weird year. It's funny. So we we stopped, like our last recording, I think was in November of last year. And I think it included you because I think it was a live episode, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was, but um, but it's funny because when I was on the plaid skirts and basic black um thing, they asked, like, what is your weather? This is what made me think of it. And I was just like, it's like Noah's Ark flooding. Like I can't stop crying. And I feel like a lot of this past year. It's like scary to me because we're almost in October and I feel like in some ways I'm like, I feel like in some ways I'm right where I was almost a year ago. And then in other ways I'm not at all. And so it's interesting to hear you say what you're saying about like you lost your confidence because so, so a little over a year ago, I signed with an agent and I started going out on auditions and right at the end of October, I auditioned for this TV show that seemed like it was literally made for me. Um, it was all improv. It was supposed to be people that ha basically hadn't been discovered yet because it was kind of a hidden camera funny show. Um, and they just announced it. I think it's going to be on Amazon. So I, I feel like I can talk a little bit about it. James Marsden is like the hidden celebrity in it. And it's a really funny show about like a jury duty with a celebrity. I auditioned. I sent in two tapes. I got put on hold and I just waited. I was on, on hold for like three months. And it was a really weird experience, too, because while being on hold, if I got it, I was going to have to shoot from January to April in L.A. because of COVID and all these other restrictions. And because it was like this secret improv show, it, it was just going to be this whole thing. And we didn't know parenting wise how that was going to work. But anyway, I didn't get it. And there there was a movie that I auditioned for over the summer or right before the summer, I think. Or no, it was good. I don't remember. And it was so, guys, when I say it was so perfect for me, like I've never read a script that I was like, did I write this? Like so perfect for me. Um, I've been working with this producer um, on these two projects, this Christmas script I wrote years ago, and then also this other script. Um, and that's kind of deflated. Um, then I Then I started doing TikTok. And because of Aaron, it's all Aaron's fault. She manipulated me into doing it. And I started to grow a following on TikTok and I started to tell stories, equal like uh, funny sketches and stuff and then stories. And I have like 19,000 followers, which is pretty great considering that I just kind of started Absolutely. this. Um, but it is such a mind screw because 
there's no rhyme or reason for what it does. Like, I mean, there is in the sense of you have to have a certain amount of people watch a certain percentage of people watch the full thing. Um, but if it doesn't, it doesn't even matter how many likes, how many comments, how many shares, it really matters on how many people watch the full thing out of it. I've gotten some work and I had this producer reach out and she was like, Hey, I'm a producer. I used to be in LA. Now I'm here. I love your stuff. Um, we specifically primarily focus on female stories. I, we had an hour long conversation. It was incredible about healing. I sent her all my stuff. She sent me some stuff and now it's been three weeks and I haven't heard from her. And the TikToks that I've been putting up recently, I'm they're hitting people like it's engagement, but TikTok isn't pushing it out. It's like kind of what you were saying about the guy where it's like, well, maybe this is stuff I need to be working on. I can't tell you how deeply triggering the past year has been where it's been like, I was just crying to Bradley about this, which I was crying a lot more, I think, because also I'm about to get my period, but I was just crying to Bradley yesterday. I see, I see that there are things happening, but it just feels like all the same. And I'm not exactly sure where God has me or God wants me. And I feel, you know, crushed has been, this podcast has been such an incredible experience in so many ways, but so much of what I put out there, um, you want to collaborate. Like you want feedback. I don't mean it in a validation standpoint. I don't, I'm, I don't know if you know what I'm saying about as a poet, but like, I'm not looking for, it's not like, I'm like, Hey, you're so great. You're funny, whatever. It's like, you want to collaborate. You want to work. You want to like see ideas and have them hit people and feel like you're making a difference. And I think because of so much of what I do and so much of what I create, it feels like it goes into the abyss, whether the abyss is waiting for someone to buy a script or waiting for someone to see my audition or waiting for TikTok or Instagram to push out or waiting for this podcast, like people to listen to it. It just feels exhausting. And then parenting recently has been really exhausting as well. Um, mm -hmm. For a myriad of reasons I'm not going to go into because I really want to protect my kids' privacy and their stories. But I don't know. I just have felt really tired and really sad. And I'm proud of myself for how I'm handling it. Like I'm pushing in as much as I can. I'm, I'm reminding myself of the truth. I'm reminding myself that my worth isn't from other people. And I, and the, the exciting thing about this, I don't think my worth is really like in jeopardy. God, I hope not. Like, that's not what it feels like. It more feels like an exhaustion of, um, I just don't know how much more I can put out and continue to not, um, receive, you know, like I'm going to cry. Yeah. It's like, it's just really hard. It's really hard to give and give and give and give and, and to feel like it doesn't really, it's almost like you're, you're giving someone a present and you want them to receive it. It's not even like you want a thank you note or I don't know. There's just like this, like relationship, especially when you're a creator and I I'm trying to wrestle through that and I'm trying to uncover it. And it's been really interesting. It's like, I don't even get excited about auditions. I, mm -hmm. I said to Bradley, I go, wow, that's a new thing. Like, I'm like, oh gosh, okay, here we go. Um, and, and, and all of this, I booked a TV show. Like I, 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 I was on set for the first time on a TV set in like eight and a half years. I worked on a TV show for one day. It was great. It was, it was a Tyler Perry show. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had on a TV show. The cast and crew were amazing. Like, Literally they, they shoot, I think I shared this in another episode. So, but 
it was lovely, but it's one day, you know, like it's like, can one day sustain you for the whole, I don't know. And I, well, I've been having this conversation with people too, though, because like, it will literally never be enough. Like all your dreams could come true tomorrow. You could have a million TikTok followers. You could book a movie, et cetera. It would never be enough. Right. And that's that's the larger issue. And I don't, and that's the thing I'm trying to wrestle with. Is it that I'm, I'm waiting for a peak and that like, am I climbing a mountain? Is this about climbing a mountain? Is this Mm -hmm. about feeling whole? Is this about feeling fulfilled? Is this like, I'm, I'm, I found a new therapist who I, I have not met with her yet. We've had one phone conversation. I just, I just need to actually like schedule an appointment. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to like unpack it. And obviously I'll unpack it with her. And I agree with you. I mean, I remember years and years and years ago when I just wanted my SAG card in LA and my friend is a casting director. She's like, no, you don't. She's like, cause then when you get it, then you're going to want your first get- co-star and then you're going to want your first guest star and they're going to want a recurring and then you're going to want a TV show and then you're going to want your Emmy and then you're going to want your movie independent film. And she just kept going. She's like, it's never going to be enough. And so I think what is so exhausting about the gig economy, the gig work, and also exciting is that idea. But it's like, I think sometimes I would love, I think I just want to work, you know? Like, I think I just want to feel like what I'm doing has purpose and value and yeah. I get that. I completely get that. I mean, that was my experience as a performing artist who does live work with the pandemic, you know? And it was like, no, you can't work. So I completely get that. Yeah. Um, And part of what we do is just pitch ourselves all day long. And there's something personal about that. Like when you're pitching projects, like you're, you're pitching yourself as a person and as a collaborator and a teammate. So when there's no response or the answer is no, it's, it's pretty impossible not to take it personally, especially as an artist when like your art is a part of yourself. Totally. It's a constant reminder of who are you? Like, who are you? You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't even mean it from like, you're funny, you're, you're kind. You're, I don't even mean like the the things you used to do like in elementary school. Like mm-hmm. I, I really mean more like, okay, I was chosen before I was created. Like I'm wanted, I'm chosen, I'm chosen, I'm chosen, I'm beloved, I'm chosen. Like, and I also think, look, the gift of you and me and Aaron and all these other people who have had these experiences that have been on our show. The gift is, is that we can offer the idea of, I think the hope comes in that we're not alone. Right. And I think for so long, I was, I subscribed to the hope of like the dream, right? Like mm-hmm. you work hard enough, the dream will come true. And that's how this all came about. And I think ultimately, like, I'm just having like a epiphany right now, but like, you know, the actual gospel is that God's never going to leave us. It doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen. The actual hope of crushed is that we're not alone in this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we're not going to get crushed again. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know about you, but like, I have expectations that I have to be like, I have, I don't think I have realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can lead to so much like disappointment and heartbreak because I actually believe people when they say I want to work with you or I want to help you or I want to know but I also think like I'm the same way and my unrealistic expectations have gotten me everything in my life worth having like it's so much heartbreak but I also get to do things that I was explaining this to someone the other day like I'm extremely aware of the position of just privilege and grace and blessing that I live in like I don't have everything I want but like 
holy shit. Oh, totally. Like that's, then that's another thing. Right. I don't know. Like, then I'm like, what the heck are you complaining about? Like you have so much. No, no, but a husband that literally sat and about like a roof over my head and like food. I'm talking about like, I am batshit delusional for thinking that I can like go and make a living as a poet. But like, I was right. And it was a lot of heartbreak. Like for me, my delusion and unrealistic expectations right now are probably more like in my dating life. Hmm. But delusion has gotten me everything in the other parts of my life. So I'm probably just going to stay delusional in this part and see if it pans (laughs) out too. I mean, hey, like I remember when I broke up with my first boyfriend and he was like my first everything. He was my first love. He was my first everything. And I remember one of my guy friends at the time was like, what are you doing? He's like, do you know how hard it is to find someone that you love or like that likes you back and you guys like each other or love each other the same? You're an idiot. And I knew in my gut, I was like, it it was the Holy, I I was like, this is not the right guy for me. And I'm not the right girl for him. Mm -hmm. But I, and look, talk about going back. I spent three years going or two years or something on and off with this guy and trying to make it work. And, uh, like, the heartbreak that I put myself through. And I was the one that finally said, we can't talk anymore. And he was so mad at me, but he said like a year or two later, when he finally, we could talk. I was so hurt and so angry with you. Like I hated you. He's like, it was the best thing you could have done. Thank you. And now he's married with like three kids and he's like, is so happy. And he is a great husband and father. He just wasn't right for me. And I wasn't right for him, but I, I agree with you. And I want to like validate what you're saying about these like delusional expectations because I don't think it was delusional. I just was like, this isn't the right guy. And I know that I, I want different. I don't even want to go in like Ariel and I want more. I think it was, I wanted more and she's my girl. And I'm so excited about the new movie, but Mm -hmm. I think it was also, I want more in terms of different. Like I want to be treated better. I want, there were just things I wanted and and it caused me even more heartbreak because I stuck up for myself in my next relationship. And ultimately that caused us to, he, ca- he called the wedding off, even though it was all kinds of messy. And I do have it now. I have everything that I could have possibly wanted in a marriage and a husband mm-hmm. in a relationship. So, and it's not but because, there are, yeah. I think a lot of people at the time who like your friend would have said, like what you're looking for doesn't exist. And we've had many talks about love. And he's like, I don't think I know what like actual love is. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, yes, I hear you. I just, I think what I think I'm trying to figure out, I can't have goals anymore. Like I've realized those are heartbreaking for me. It doesn't work for me. I, I can't have them. I'm trying to figure out what to have that's healthy for me. Yeah, that's healthy for me. I listen, I hear it. And I think after each heartbreak, we need to go back and heal and take that time. And that's what I've been doing all summer. And it's freaking brutal. And I cry all the time. I cried yesterday. I cry all the time. It's just awful trying. It's to, horrible. Like, it's horrible. thing that hurt you. But I also think like you should still have goals. And I think the only thing more awful and painful and lethal than continued heartbreak for the rest of your life would be just like continued comfort. Totally. So I, when I say I can't, I shouldn't have goals. I don't mean that I shouldn't continue to work hard or try for things. Mm -hmm. What I mean is that Mm -hmm. I have to continually surrender because if I don't continually surrender and I don't continually say like, not my will, not my will, Mm -hmm. then I will become so, I have such an ADHD brain. I will become so obsessed in one thing and I will 
really hurt myself, I think is what I mean. It's almost like when Bradley and I got back together, well, not got back together. When we started dating, we'd been after everything that happened with my ex, so many things, so many things were like really coming, bubbling to the surface, Mm -hmm. lack of trust, um, lack of worth, like so many things. And it, there were so many things that he sat belong, like he, he sat beside me in it. Mm-hmm. And there were things I had to do on my own and all this kind of stuff. So I don't think by me going through this or you going through this, it means it's wrong. Right. I I just Sometimes I've been like, God, what do you, I don't know what you want from me. And there's a, today's a <clears throat> feast of St. Padre Pio, which I honestly don't know a lot about him and I'm not going to pretend I do. It said, be content to progress in slow steps until you have legs to run and wings with which to fly. And I'm just like, God, you've proven time and time again that you know exactly your timing's perfect and you know exactly what you're doing. And so I'm just going to sit in this unknown right now. It's so uncomfortable. I hate it. I just want to be the first one to say I hate the uncomfortability of it. And that's a little bit of what you can expect on this season (laughs) of Crush. (laughs) Um, Really quickly, uh, I think it's important to note that I almost fired Claire because in the first episode, which I wasn't recording, I was talking about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And she said, what did you say, Claire? I said, is that one of the Hanson brothers? (laughs) I, the amount of anger and just sheer, sheer sadness. That erupted from just, my soul. I know about Jonathan Taylor Thomas now because I have been participating this season. So I know that he's the voice of young Simba. And he's the voice of a generation and of my was heart. Was he on Home Improvement? Did yes, he was the middle brother. See, I'm learning about this little boy who's now, a, you know, adult fan. <laughs> he's my age. He's <laughs> definitely not a little boy. He is actually still little. I think he's quite petite. Is he still little? Um, um, he, yeah. It's, it always, it boggles my mind. Your, I forget because Aaron is in, you are the same age, but Aaron, for some reason, I think maybe because my sisters, because of me, because of who my aunt, her mom is like, she just, she was watching full house. She was watching. So she knew all I watched full house. Did you? I watched home improvement, but not at the type of age where you like would know the actors names, you know? Here's the thing. If you really watched Home Improvement, it wouldn't matter because his soul would have soared off the screen and you would have fallen deeply in love. And then he we would might have just have you my type. He's not. He doesn't have a look. <laughs> Claire wants a face tat. I literally sent her a picture of a guy and she was like, mm, he's too clean cut. I need like a yeah. hook and a facial tattoo and maybe some missing yes, teeth. a scar that cuts across the eye covered by a <clears throat> patch and a tragic past. And a tragic past. <laughs> I saw one yesterday, but I looked, I looked bummy. I was not in my best. I didn't saw a guy with a hook and an eye patch. No, he was just cute. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have a question. Yes. We always, this is a spin on like our ending questions. Mm -hmm. What would you tell the girl at the beginning of the, what would you tell you at the beginning of the summer? Oh, you would tell her. That's brutal. Um, (laughs) at the beginning of the summer, I would tell her. I wish you guys could see Claire's face right now. It's very sweet. You know, I think about this all the time. I think about the night that with the guy and I, like when it started and I just every day I'm like, I wish I could just go back and be like, stop. 
don't mm. do it. But that was never going to happen. I liked him so much. I trusted him. That's the problem. It wasn't even how much I liked him. I, I trusted him so much. So like there was no version, even if I could have gone future self to the past self, she would have been like, you're an idiot. Like, I know this guy. I trust this guy. Mm. Um, if I could go, I just, gosh, I loved him so much more than I loved myself. Wow. And I had this conversation with someone the other day and they said, I don't know your situation. I don't know this guy, but I know that I personally have been in situations where like, if given the opportunity with a guy, like I will always choose him and he will always choose him. And that's not a good dynamic. And I wish I could have figured that out sooner. Sorry, that just hit me like, yeah, I'm totally tearing up. Yeah, we both we both loved him more. And (laughs) that's okay. Anger left anymore. I have a lot of compassion for both of us, I think. Mm. And like, really, really, like, he was so much good in my life, too. And Mm. it helped me to learn so much. And so I would not. I'm finally at a place where I wouldn't undo it. Um, Mm. I'm hoping going forward that as I start dating again, I can be kind to the men I meet because I think that I'm pretty closed off right now and I'm maybe not the best version of myself and not really showing up emotionally. What are you doing right now to love, to fall in love with yourself or love yourself? Are you? Other than, other than, I was just going to say, other than the cult you're involved in. No, the CrossFit is so valuable for me because waking up early is a confidence boosting activity for me. Okay. Um, so getting up early, being at the gym, learning these new skills, since it's something that I'm so new at and so bad at, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities for immediate and quick progress at the Mm -hmm. beginning, which is kind of why I chose it. Um, it's an opportunity to make some new friends, be in a new space. That mm-hmm. has gone and it's it just, that's made a humongous difference for me. And, you know, as restrictions pretty much completely lift around the world, I am coming back into my old lifestyle a little bit. I have over the last couple of weeks, I booked four shows. I'm going to Iowa, um, Wisconsin, hey. San Diego, and Minnesota. Minnesota. Claire, Minnesota. that brings um, my, oh, that makes my heart so happy. Yeah. And things are going really well with the television channel. And I'm probably going to go do an art residency. Hopefully it's looking like Ireland for some of the winter. So like I'm getting my life back and just recommitting to that. And my, my hope. So past Claire, I would just tell her like, you can't love them more than you love yourself. That's not going to work. And mm. for future Claire, I'm just really hoping that I can move forward without perpetuating any of the hurts that I adopted from this person because I can kind of see myself already starting to like be to other people what they were to me like I feel like I adopted some of their Mm. um, bad modes of operation and I'm trying really hard not to hurt anyone in my healing process wow that's the truth yeah. And for that reason, I think I might need to take a little bit of a, I'm back in dating, but I think I might need to take a little step back out and to recenter because I could see myself hurting some people and I really yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. 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 How about yourself? What would you tell, what would you tell yourself, the girl who recorded that first um, 
episode that was never recorded. The girl who didn't record that episode. That's really funny. Um, I think I would tell her that it's about to get a lot harder and a lot more things are going to like come up, but it's all, uh, is it all, Olaf that says all good things, all good things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like, you know, I, I remember this on Letitia's episode in season, I think she was season one and like healing sucks. Like, I think we, we want to like uh, put a pillow, you know, a pillow from Target on our bed that says like, she did it. So she, she could or whatever. And yes. Yeah. And, and healing just sucks. And, and, you know, I, I'm going to end on this. I, I think I put this up with a crush thing and I'm going to re put it up either today or tomorrow on TikTok because it got such good engagement, but for whatever reason, TikTok didn't push it out. And it makes me sad because I believe in it so much. And a while back I um, heard, I was driving and I heard this, I think her name is Ellie Schmidley. I might be saying her name wrong. Um, but she's a singer songwriter and she did a cover of um, Mr. Rogers song. It's you. I like, and I just had this idea of like singing that song to my little girl self. And so mm -hmm. I got a picture out and I recorded it because I was like, Oh, maybe one day, like I'll, I honestly thought of this podcast. I was like, maybe the one day and I ended up making this video and it was beautiful. And I wasn't going, I looked kind of ugly, not ugly. I don't want to say <laughs> ugly. I didn't look great in the video and I'm not a cute crier. So it wasn't like, I think something I'm realizing and it's not just that I have to like reparent and re fall in love with like four-year-old me and sixth grade me, sixth grade me for whatever reason as 12-year-old me has always been a pretty big like one. I, I need to do it with me now, you know? And I think I would be like, it's about to get hard. Like it's going to get harder, but that's okay. And we can do hard things and you're going to be a better, you know, you, a better wife, a better mom, a better sister, a better podcaster, a better actress, everything, the more you heal. But my goodness, like continuing to put things out there and not really get, um, traction is just going to be really triggering and really painful. And, you know, 20 years of that is just really painful. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm just, I also just want to sit with what you just said, like you loved him more than you loved yourself. Yeah. I'm so glad we did this. I'm so excited. I know this is a pretty serious episode in a lot of ways, but I'm so excited for this season. Some of the conversations we've had have been so funny and so sweet. I don't know how many episodes this season's going to be, but I'm really excited about it. Just excited for our listeners to be back. Thank you. It was an honor. It was healing. It was fun. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.